Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the nation, that's Barbecue Nation, I'm JT along with Camaro Dave, who's actually in the studio today, and Commander Chris, who just got back from vacation in Oklahoma. We're going to have to talk about taking a vacation in Oklahoma, by the way. Uh, Coming to you from our portable Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended for your family and friends and your personal enjoyment, that's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Okay, it's time to welcome back our friend for this special edition of Barbecue Nation, Kel Phelps from the National Barbecue News. Hey, buddy, what's going on down there in the Deep South? Hey, JT, man, we're good, man. We're just uh, burning <laughs> up. It is uh, it is definitely barbecue time here, and uh, so we have uh, trying to put together some really quick, fast, simple recipes uh, in the latest issue to uh, kind of beat the heat. And, um, but man, we're, uh, we're definitely enjoying the sunshine. That's for sure. Well, so. I got a recipe for you. Vodka, yeah. vodka tonic, swimming pool, chase lounge, and a big umbrella. That's a good <laughs> recipe. Man, that sounds like a vacation I can't afford, but I'm working on it. Well, if you're hillbillies like us, man, what you do is you go down to Walmart, you get the wading pool, you take a $4 aluminum lawn chair and put it in the pool you find an old umbrella that's got a lot of dust and probably cat hair on it. You kind of clean that off. The the vodka tonic, anybody can do that. So, you know, it depends on whether you want a lime wedge in it or not. But there you go. I hear you. Well, we just hit the cow pastures down here, man, try to find a shade tree, and we call that heaven. So that's about as close as we get down here. So I understand. So what's going on with the magazine? Man, the magazine, we are... Uh, we're smoking like always, man. We're uh, back on the road again. Um, gosh, it's been a while since we've we've chatted, man. But I've been to um, Collinsville, Illinois, uh, which is just outside of St. Louis, um, with Code Three Spices. Went to their event, man, and I gotta tell you, man, it was so good to be in a um, outdoor setting with live music going and probably 25, 30,000 people uh, there for the weekend, um, man, it brought back a lot of good memories, and it was a, you would know it, uh, two weeks later, um, right as soon as we got home, St. Louis put up the mask band again, and, you know, all this stuff started happening and popping up again. So we've got our breath held that we're going to be able to make American Rule coming up in September. Um, that's always a big one there at the Kansas Speedway for us. Um, be close to 500 teams competing there, but uh, sometimes it can be 50, 60,000 people jump in on a Friday and Saturday night there visiting. So 
we hope all that goes well and we get to do all those fun things again uh, like we planned and that uh, this nasty COVID stuff just goes right down the toilet. So. I didn't know I was talking to somebody so famous when you'd get 50,000, 60,000 people to come see you, man. That's like you're up there with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> man, I'm just a wannabe. I'm the one riding everybody's coattail around with the camera, you know. <laughs> Look like Chester the Molester peeking in on everybody trying to get the candid shot. <laughs> That's about the way we roll, man. We definitely, folks definitely ain't showing up to see us. It's all about the barbecue for sure. So. I got it. So, um, who are you profiling this month coming up? Man, I tell you what, man, we have got some really cool stuff. Um, all the way, our buddy Meathead, you know, you guys have him on regular too, man. He he talks, he's profiling stuff, talking about the juiciness of meat, you know, uh, right. resting meat, the difference between resting and holding meat. Um, some of the different people um, that we're profiling, um our flying judge, Michael Garrison, um, introduced us to a couple of KCBS uh, reps that are there in the in the Florida area that have been 20 years hard at keeping barbecue going in the competition world there with the, the Maggios. Um, SCA is wide open. Um, you know, they had their, their very first perfect score. Um, so if you've ever heard of the perfect steak, well, finally, SCA, State Cook-Off Association, has been going now for about seven, eight years, but they finally had their very first perfect score on a steak, and it was Matt Overson, who is a former world champion and um, makes a tenderizing product called Wicked Pig that just about everybody, he, him and Brad Barrett with Grill Greats, those are the two staples. If you're going to cook in a steak cook-off event, you want those two products um, for sure. So, um, yeah, we got Brad. We got Brad coming up on the show in a uh, couple weeks, about three oh, really? weeks, I guess. Yeah, so. great, man. Oh man, you got to get him to tell you the story of Douglas, Georgia. Back in the day, we did a uh, national barbecue festival. Um, Brad was. Brand new. His wife looked at him, what are you doing down here in this podunk hillbilly town? And uh, it's where he met Mike Mills at. And, man, his uh, his life changed dramatically from there. But he's got a super product, man. We love love working for Grill Great and those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Whole bunch. Love that whole family. Oh, yeah. They're they're terrific. I was going to say they're great, but that would sound like a double entendre. So I just say they're terrific. How's that? Well, <laughs> I called Brad. I nicknamed him the great one. And uh, his wife hates me now with a passion for calling me that. <laughs> well, you're always clever, Kel. I'll, tell, I'll give you that. You're always clever on that stuff. Oh, goodness, man. If I could just get rich from being clever, we would, we'd be all right. But yeah. you know what? Um, my daddy told me, kept doing the barbecue thing. He said, you probably won't get rich. But if you go hungry, he said, it'd be your own fault. So it's worked, worked pretty good so far. That's That's good. Normally in the magazine you've got you've got some columns um barbecue buddha 
uh, the new yeah, Jer- recipes, man. We, He's um, got some recipes going coming in there, and uh, you've got him, and a lot of times I think Artie writes stuff for you or Paul Kirk. So yeah, that those are always a lot of fun. Yeah, man, and you know one thing, God has been with us forever. Doug Mosley, uh, out of Boca Raton, Florida, um, he is an ex athletic director. He actually runs the Boca Raton Bowl for ESPN. But he is our book guru, and anytime a new book comes out, and you know it, it, that that trend kind of slowed down a little bit uh, last year, year before last. So you didn't see a whole lot of new books coming out, but now that these guys have gotten uh, going again, he always has an article about telling you a little bit about what to expect from the latest books. So you kind of, I don't know that you get to test drive it before you buy it, but you'll know real quick if it fits what you're wanting to uh, read or not and uh, put in your library. But, um, yeah, man, he does a does a great job with that. Matter of fact, he just uh, finished up doing Myron's Keto book. Um, a month or so ago. So, sure. Um, yeah, without those guys contributing already, golly, the list goes on and on. We've got a brand new with Christy Jones. Um, she's an SCA champion now, and uh, her dad, Danny Montgomery, um, a good friend of mine from way back, and he's been part of 10 different teams that's won world titles either at Memphis and May or American Rule or Jack Daniels, but his daughter actually has started writing for us, and she's actually in Alaska this weekend. Um, just got a email from her a little bit earlier, so uh, upcoming issues going to have some stuff all the way from a cook-off in Alaska. So pretty cool stuff, no doubt. I will, off the air, I will tell you, a story that I did in a radio show 20-odd years ago about cooking Alaska beaver. And okay. Yeah, I, I, I really don't want to go down the complete trail on that right now because I like this show and I'd like to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> the other had dire effects. In fact, it, when I got married 30 years ago next week, Three people that were at the wedding came up and asked me to repeat the story. Hell, I didn't know they'd heard it over the air, you know, and <laughs> they just had a great time. My wife wasn't impressed because she'd probably heard the story too many times already, but it was funny. But um, anyway. Sometimes that happens. Man. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll write a comic column for National Barbecue News for you. All there the, you go, man. Hey, listen, if you're not having fun, man, you, you're not barbecuing. That's what it's all about for us, for sure. Absolutely. So, Kel, tell everybody again, one more time, please, how they can find you, how they can get a subscription, um, you know, what they can do to participate with you and the National Barbecue News. Man, it is super easy. If you're on social media, um, whatever platform is your flavor, we're probably there. Just look us up, Barbecue News Magazine. Uh, on the website, it's barbecuenews.com. Um, and, of course, that's spelled out, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, news.com. But, um, yeah, man, we even got a little uh, three-month sample deal where you can uh, get a subscription for, like, five bucks. Oh, there you go. Three months, kind of test drive it. 
before you go all in, but uh, have both digital, and we're still old school, man. We still actually print the hardcore magazine and put it in the mail to folks who want it that way, too. I get it every month. Kel Phelps, National Barbecue News. Uh, it's great to have you back on again, Kel, and we look forward to talking to you again next month. Brother, man, it's always great to catch up with you. And like always, man, keep it smoking. And if we can help you anyway, you let us know. You, I will certainly do that. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to, uh, what show is this? Oh yeah, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and we're talking with Brad Barrett, the CEO and president of Grill Greats. Uh, we're going to be talking with Brad here in just a second. We want to uh, thank everybody up at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. Um, great, great product. You can look them up online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Also, if you want to send us uh, a note, it's very simple. You can go to Barbecue Nation. That's BBQ Nation JT. There's an icon there to send me a message, and uh, you can do that. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, 9,000 other platforms out there. Anyway, you get the, you get the gist of that. Uh, Brad, welcome to Barbecue Thank Nation. Thank you, JT. It's nice to be with you. It's nice to talk to you, finally. We've uh, not crossed paths, but uh, now consider them crossed. How's that? <laughs> no, absolutely. I, we will have a care package. out. I'm shocked and amazed we haven't gotten your product in the past, so <laughs> we'll fix that. We will fix that post-haste here. Oh, no problem. So uh, the obvious question is, how did you get involved with Grill Greats, and what prompted you to do it? Well, uh, you know, that's that's actually 14 years ago, so fe- foggy memories, okay? Sure. But it, 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 in a sense, I came across it actually on the sh- – not it. It was a uh, – this product had its genesis long before me. I was a young man. <clears throat> Believe it or not, the raised rail design actually started in the indoor market or had its gestation there. It never got out. Um, the design never – got attraction okay and uh it was designed to stop um well gen air ovens actually to be exact sure they had this center um grill option a down draft grill option on them uh i actually had one of those when i was first married back in the early 80s just dated myself there but anyway <laughs> those damn things caught on fire and they had flare-ups indoor flare-ups right sure so this fellow created this kind of design with the whole pattern that would actually cut it off from the source, which was pretty smart. Ironically, Jen Air never took it. You know, in this typical an inventor situation, um, you know, he didn't want to give up his idea, and he, and he actually went after the indoor market. But this was pre-internet. This was, you know, much harder time to break into a market. You know. Because uh, you're really doing catalog and trade shows, and right. you know, beating the streets to retailers. Uh, this channel, direct to consumer, really didn't exist beyond catalog, right? So he never got it off the ground. And subsequently, uh, a prior friend and investor of mine acquired his business, and I was at the time working for him in business and product development. Really, I, I, you know, truth be told, I had just tanked the company. And I got the best advice of my life saying, Brad, you don't go down with the ship. You scuttle it. You get off. You shake off like a dog. And you go back 
you know, yep. to work. So anyway, he hired me to do that shake off and scuttle it stuff, right? And he stuck me in his business. It's a pretty cool story anyway. This guy just passed. He was a true mentor of mine. He was in North Georgia. But he stuck me in his business. He was a pretty good-sized company at the time, well over a half a billion dollars, $500 million in sales, probably a dozen divisions. And he said that he asked me to wander around his different divisions and look for innovations that weren't being brought to market or you know, stuff in the closets and in the file cabinets or stuff that just never saw the light of day. I have to tell you, it was a great job, uh, even though he was a very demanding guy. It was very different having him as an investor as opposed to being an employee of his, right? Sure. Uh, but anyway, um, it was fun because he had just acquired this business, and I was working on a lubricationless gun, believe it or not, never required oiling. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the Iraq War time, and there was some stuff going on in Congress with a senator who eventually ended up getting run out of Congress. But I was working on that. I was working on a clear coat. Pardon me, an antimicrobial that was under the covers in there, which was really cool. And then this darn cooking grid for electric grills. And I uncovered that at this company he just bought. And um, eventually he asked me to go in and run that company, which had a chromium alternative. So anyway, there's where it was. And I had a big notebook of all these different innovations. And a couple of them we did get to market. But anyway, um, I kept coming back to this cooking grid. And he's like, Brad? We're in the consumer. We're not in the consumer product business. Put that damn thing down, you know. Yeah, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And um, he finally, you know, during one of our meetings, he's like, "All right, I, I see you can't put it down. Do you really think you can make a business out of this?" I'm like, "I do. I think I can, and I've done it before." And he'd known that because he had invested me in it before. So this was kind of a. I was on a rebound and a rescue mission in his mind, right? Sure. Uh, but uh, so he said, before you do something stupid, I'll send you to my patent attorney because um, this product had originally been patented in a different form. It didn't have the holes. It had Teflon. It was totally, it was a different product, but right. similar genre, right? So anyway, he says, if, if you still want to do it, I know you're an entrepreneur at heart. You know, this would be my third business. He says, I'll give it to you. It's not doing anything sitting on my shelf. I mean, that's so. Yeah. You know, that was 15 years ago, and his patent attorney says, I highly doubt you'll be able to re-resurrect or re-patent it. Um, but we did. It took seven years. But there was enough changes and in innovations and non-obvious stuff, and we repurposed the product outside. And ironically, here we are 15 later years later, and I'm heading indoors with it again. <laughs> uh, you know, the smart oven and air fryer market has brought us a completely full circle. Sure. But So essentially, I discovered... A, a sort of an inter- interesting design on this. The fellow who invented it is, I think he may still be around. He's a super nice guy. He's like, take this home. Just don't get it too hot because there's Teflon on it. You'll get yourself sick. Well, of course, I did get it too hot and got myself what's called polymer fever. It's just a hell of a headache. But uh, it did cook differently, and I was really intrigued by it. And I spent you know nine or ten months playing around with it, drilling holes in it, making some other prototypes out of metal. And that's enough of that. But anyway... Decided there was something there, and I cooked on it enough and said, you know what, you know, and I promised my wife I wasn't going to start another business until our kids out of college. I kind of broke the promise I had two in college when I <laughs> left off the cliff and we started Grill Great, you know, 14 or 15 years ago in 07, uh, late 07. So there's kind of the genesis. It's always a little sloppy, but. Um, you know, in the first couple of years were very difficult. We had our challenges because I thought I needed a coating. So we had researched and developed and come up with some pretty interesting coatings out of France, actually. 
you know, a non-stick coating because mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt I needed that, but I, you know, that was what was there, but the Teflon I knew wouldn't work at the grill level. So we spent a year or two working that kink out and realized we didn't need it. That what we needed was a hardened product. And uh, hence our current day product is a, it's a hard anodized aluminum extrusion to be specific. And uh, once we made that kind of discovery, uh, the rest of it was pretty much, you know, off we go. We got to take a break. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with Brad Barrett, the president and CEO of Grill Greats. And I know you've probably seen them in the stores or seen them online or seen them on television. But now we're going to find out the rest of the story. It's all good here on Barbecue Nation. Please stay with it. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today we're talking with Brad Barrett from Grill Greats. Also, again, like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef, you can be proud to serve your family and friends. And also Gunter Wilhelm Knives. It's, uh, I use them. They're great efficiency in the kitchen. I've used them on TV now for, oh, a year or so, and they're really terrific. You can check them out at uh, GunterWilhelm.com. Um, we're talking with uh, Brad Barrett today from, <clears throat> excuse me, Grill Greats. And I'm fascinated by this, Brad, in the fact that a lot of barbecues and grilling products, there's, you know, there's a lot of engineering and some science that goes into their development. But yours, yours, especially with, you know, where, where do you drill the holes? Where's the, what kind of coating you're doing? You had to put a lot of, of thinking, um, you know, experimentation. In, in I'm glad you recognize that. A lot of people think this is a simple, stupid thing, and it, it there was a lot of der- derivatives, and there is a lot of science behind it. The thing that I was, you know, again, a lot of this lucky stuff, you know, we had a lot of good luck happen to us, too. Sure. There was absolutely zero attention at the grate. The, mill, the grills, the grill manufacturers, rather, they were all just kind of derivative charcoal gas or pellet came on strong, obviously, too. So it was all about the fuel source and the box, right. but not uh, anything about the surface. So we felt like there was an opening there, and we could kind of niche that niche a little bit. And then, truth be told, our product really now 10 or well, 14 years later, we can say very confidently, it cooks better than any other surface. I don't care if you give me a bed of candles or you give me a Fire Magic gas grill or a Twin Eagles grill. I don't care. Whatever the heat source is, you put grill grates on it, you're going to have a gen, you know, better food outcome, more tender, more juicy, better searing. Sure. You know, so we do from a lot of reasons. But, you know, the fact that it's aluminum is a, one of the key things because aluminum is highly conductive, right? I mean, yep. we run electricity over aluminum. We don't run it over cast iron. No. And uh, cast iron for the, on the, in the opposite extreme is, is, you know, it holds its heat really well once you get it high. But it doesn't go up and down very efficiently. It's, it's, it's a good product. Cast iron's got a great history. But aluminum... The conductivity is really what makes a difference in our part. So it's an additive to the cook, and uh, and there was there is quite a bit of engineering. We look at those rails. You know, it's a raised rail design mm-hmm. over a base with holes in it, 
the holes themselves actually are a flame retardant pattern. Um, and that I gleaned from the early, early days of the product. But that's that's actually exists in aircraft in aviation where they put cages with holes around gas tanks. Right. So that if there is an explosion, that that cage actually will reduce the oxygen that would fuel the fire beyond a certain area. The principle actually works. And you can watch a flare up look like a darn fountain, you know, in front of a Vegas hotel. It comes up and it goes right down. Yeah. Um, so there's a flare up control to it. The rails are like heat injectors. They evenly shoot heat up to the food, um, you know, and that's something that's very important, too, because a lot of gas grills, the design does have a lot of features that improve the cook or the flavor of the outcome and the tenderness and the even moisture retention. Uh, you know, you'll have a juicier, if you put chicken side by side, especially on a gas grill or something like that, you've got, I liken a gas grill to a, you know, it's a hot air dryer, a hair dryer underneath your food, you're blow sure. drying your food hot. <laughs> and that does cause a lot more shrinkage and moisture loss. Our product doesn't, um, you know, and so you'll actually see uh, a juicier and more, you could actually weigh them and we've done this. So there is a lot of science and technology behind it. But the bottom line is, you know, we couldn't even explain that the first couple, three years. And we still, I don't think, do that good a job. Uh, so we think we have room ahead of us to better explain, hey, this is why they cook so much better. And, you know, they do this. But fortunately enough, people buy them and they like, wow, what a difference. Oh, and, you know, so we're, we're kind of riding that. Absolutely, Brad. But one thing I <clears throat> an observation here um, from my perspective is the fact that We've seen, especially through COVID and stuff, there was just such a meteoric rise in people cooking at home, cooking in barbecue. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just oh, huge. Yeah. You couldn't go to one of your local barbecue stores and buy a Weber because they were sold out and they were six months out getting them in. But the point is, you've got people that are used to cooking indoors and they go outdoors. And sometimes... Those smokers, those the especially the charcoal versions of uh, you know like a Weber kettle or a Kamado style, something like that, or even a Weber gas grill. And we're not picking on Weber here, but that can be intimidating. With they're actually seeing the heat source below, and it's live and it's cooking, and you've got these grill grates, and then you've got an upper shelf, and you've got all this stuff. Yeah, or you don't, and you have a uh, bonfire chicken on your hand. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. And I get people that ask me, and they're pretty new to, to grilling and barbecuing and stuff, how do, you, how do you do this? I can see where you, they can say, look, take the grill grates and start with those. It would probably give them more of a comfort level. You know, if they're just used to broiler pans and, you know, Teflon skillets in the kitchen, I can see where grill grates would actually give them a little. I may have to try that. Um, I, I'm going to write that down, JT, because I'm just going to write this while you're new to grilling, question mark. Start with grill grates. Yeah. Thank you very much. If it works, I'll let you know. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good, but that's a nice way of, of and you're right about the one thing too. We had probably more new grillers enter the pond in the last 18 months than mm -hmm. we did in the last five years. Mm -hmm. um, and most of them are newbies. Yep. Um, or they, you know, they, they were, you know, they got run back inside or they had bad experiences or their grill sat moldy for two years and haven't touched it. For whatever reason, they were all migrating to their grills. Uh, and, and we and every grill company benefited from that. Although being out of stock, you know, for six months doesn't help your sales. No. Um, you know, so the whole industry is going through that gyration too. Uh, we even went through it this summer, unfortunately, you know, with supply chain. But last year, 
my God, 2020 was just a sprint uh, from April on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could almost <clears throat> see it on the the calendar, and we called it a tale of two Aprils in 2020. <laughs> um, and and what it, what it was 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 when the nation really fully went into you know almost 100 percent lockdown in the U.S. Right. Um, traffic overnight doubled, and and sales damn near overnight doubled. Yeah. And yeah. and it didn't stop all the way through to December. It just did not stop. Every month was a record, you know, and, uh, you know, so it's hard to follow up, you know, uh, you know, a banner year like that. But we're still up and we're, you know, the whole industry is up. I, I kind of call it the golden age of grilling. Um, I think we're just in the beginning of it. And, uh, you know, it is partly induced by the COVID stuff, but we already had a very strong upward trend, you know, between the shows and the interest in culinary and what I like to call multiple grill ownership. It's no longer a one car garage. Right. You know, it's a three car garage. Right. Um, You know, so all those things. And, you know, I think a lot of people, well, gathering around a table and having a meal is, you know, one of the oldest things that mankind's done. And I think we've really... That there was a lot of solace taken in being able to get together and grill, and we were kind of a stress relief for a pretty stressful year. Um, so you know, grilling I think has risen in people's consciousness, and it's only going to get more and more. And you know, and it's fun because then you're starting to serve content or follow what the people are are getting interested in, and um, so. You know, yeah. It is a great time to be in the industry, and then I think we've got a pretty long road ahead of us, um, and it's a healthy road. How about that? You know. Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't it, think Brad that you know you could tell that very simply by walking out on my back deck, not from the grills that are on my deck, but in where I live, because um, I mer- I moved a number of years ago from rural into kind of suburbia, if you will, but. All the houses around me, you could start to smell their grills last year. Uh, like you said, April, May, sometime in there. And it really started really full-blown like Memorial Day weekend. Man, there were so many grills growing going there that I had not noticed before that these folks, they were stuck. They were working at home, whatever. Some of them probably were maybe not employed at the time, but a lot of them were working, you know, virtually from home. And there was, so there was nothing to keep them from going out and throwing a pork butt on the smoker and then going back to work. You know, it's true. I grilled sometimes three times a day Yeah, when I was working from my kitchen table and the grill was literally two steps out the door. I had bacon on in the morning. I'm doing sandwiches or dogs and I'm at lunch and yep. grilling dinner because we weren't leaving the house except to shop for food. And then you're, you know, I, I'm not an Instacart guy. I haven't really adopted all that stuff yet, but we were grilling breakfast, lunch, and dinner solid um, last year. I'm kind of glad we're not doing that this year. I mean, it's uh, it has yeah. seemed to have opened up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's not going to change. Some habits like, you know, the Zoom stuff, grilling, um, hopefully health and backyard, you know, stuff yeah. that those things that there's a few bright spots out of the pandemic. I'm glad to be one of them or we're a part of one of them. And, you know, there's some of these habits are positive and we're going to carry, you know, forward with them. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. But I was just astounded. And then lots of smoke ahead. Yeah. Lots of smoke ahead. And I, uh, I have a friend who's the, one of the uh, district managers, <clears throat> excuse me for ACE hardware. And I've, 
you know, I mean, oh yeah, we talk and stuff, but I don't. I I maybe talk to him once every couple months because we're both busy. But he was telling me he he said we were kind of working on a project together and this and that. He goes, uh, the grills that you see, this was. Let me put this in context for you. This was like last July, and he said mm-hmm. the grills that you see in your local Ace Hardware store is what they've got. That's all they've got right there because of you, you, you hit it on the head. Um, and I got to tell you, we're going to take a break here in a second, but the supply chain issues, you know, and especially those that are, have, uh, you know, digital thermometers and there's a motherboard and all that kind of stuff. They couldn't get the chips in. They couldn't get the boards in. A lot of them were sitting on ships outside of Los Angeles Harbor and so on and so forth. It was, um, it was a kind of a real interesting dynamic there, uh, there's always supply chain issues with, even when times are good, there's always issues somewhere. Some, a truck's broken down or a plane didn't land or what have you, but this was uh phenomenal. Brad and I are going to talk about that more when we come back here on barbecue nation, uh, on the sun radio network. Stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, it's JT, and running your own business requires a lot of running around, from bookkeeping to client meetings, and you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Today, we're talking with Brad Barrett from Grill Greats. He's the CEO, uh, COO, chief cook and bottle washer, all the stuff. I do clean the kitchen more than anybody else here. It still <laughs> drives me crazy. <laughs> you ought to come hang out at a radio station. More than most people. So. <laughs> yeah, you ought to come hang out at a radio station sometimes. We actually have biohazard stickers on some of the refrigerators around here so it, yeah we have a test kitchen here now so yeah I oh good 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 we were talking off the air before we came back from the break and we were talking about as you heard me say in the last segment when you went to the 2020 deal you went to the middle of the summer and you very difficult to get grills and brad was telling me and i'm going to let him tell you the story that now there some of the retailers have seemed to over overcompensate. Why don't you give us your take on that, Brad? Yeah, and this is truly my opinion. I don't have a lot of not well, I have some knowledge because I know a lot of the buyers in this industry, but you know, in twenty twenty, grills, bicycles, garden products, it was almost impossible. The shelves were bare. It was like toilet paper, right? Sure. You know, just not to be found. Um so if you're a buyer from Ace or Home Depot or Lowe's, what do you do? You double down, right? You, you're you going to make sure your channel doesn't get empty again and you anticipate the growth. So I think you're going to see a lot of opportunity to buy product this fall because I think that we actually have fairly strong inventories, especially in the major players. Uh, some of the niche guys are still selling out and haven't even been able to catch up. You know, sure. Some of the, the higher-end grills are still running 10, 12, 20 weeks 
but I think, you know, if I'm right, you'll see a lot of deals at the big boxes and at Ace even uh, this fall as they try to start to rotate out. You know, even though there's not a barbecue season, the retailers there are, you know, right. holiday and back to school and a lot of that grill footprint going gonna, to uh, contract. So I think there's going to be a fair amount of inventory actually available this fall at pretty good prices. So, I, I think that it did, did stabilize. Yeah, it did stabilize, but uh, it's it's always a good time to shop because one thing we've noticed, me doing this show now for six plus years, is the fact that, uh, like, and you said it just a couple minutes ago, Brad, there is no formal grilling season anymore. Even when you live in the northern states like I do and we get inclement weather, you're, you're still grilling outside. You know, you you maybe oh, absolutely it just takes a little bit longer to get the grill preheated. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, uh, but you're you're so. still out there in the. We had an ice storm, a terrible ice storm here last year, and uh, we had we had it whipped as far as food because I had the had the gas grill and and I had two full tanks of propane and we have uh, natural gas in the house on the stove. So you know it, it worked out well. Other people didn't have that, and you could see them. You know, it's it's not easy, especially for people who aren't used to it, to go pump um, propane, get propane in their tank, uh, which is very cold. And when it's 12 degrees outside and it's very cold, people aren't used to that, at least where I live. And so there was some consternation about that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, we grill 24, you know, 365. And I, you know, I think a lot of our customers are doing that too. So yeah. we're, we're hopeful that this, this will be a, a continuation of, we're seeing a very strong 2021 as well. And I think what gets me very excited is there's so many new grillers that are in the market or people that have gone back to grilling or their wife said, honey, you can go buy a grill now, you know, or go open that grill. I want you, you know, let's learn how to use it. And it became a project over the, when they the lockdown. So we're, we've got a whole bunch of new folks to continue to sell to. And we benefit from that because the more grills that are sold, more opportunity I have to sell grill grades. So we're, we're, we're kind of bullish going forward, sure. uh, you know, for our whole industry, really. Absolutely. Now we've got uh, four minutes left here or so in this, and then we'll get more into it in the after hour segment. Do you, do you, when a grill comes out, Weber's got a new edition of, Genesis. You and I were talking about that off the air. Mm -hmm. Do you then go to Weber and say, do you want us to make grill grates for that? Or do you just do it? Uh, or how does that work? We kind of, we, we, we wait a little bit and we let the market talk to us a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes though, when Weber, for example, they just launched a, a pellet grill, you know, with a lot of fanfare two years ago. Right. I mean, I was first in line for the damn thing because I knew there was going to be interest from our consumer base and I wanted to be able to speak to them. That. I don't ask for grills. We just buy them in the open market or I get sure. them from my buddies at Ace. Or we have customers who buy them, but we've got probably 15 grills in the office. And oftentimes we give them away to you know local fire departments. I've given them away to camps around here and stuff. Right. So we, right. we test a lot of grills and now we test a lot of indoor air fryers and smart ovens. And um, I've got a whole kitchen full of those that we're, where every <laughs> one of our employees has a grill and a smart oven um, just from all the testing we do. So, sure. yeah, when the new grill comes out, we do have to be aware of it. And a lot of times an initial customer will reach out to us. We'll set them up right away in exchange for pictures, feedback, and any thoughts that they might have. So we're able right. to, you know, kind of get real-time feedback from a, a first adopter, if you will. Right. And that's that's the industry is extremely innovative right now. We continue to see all kinds of stuff happening from, you know, Kamados that are now pellet grills 
the smart connected grilling thing that, that mm-hmm. Weber and Traeger and all the pellet grill guys are doing. Like you said, there's there's microchips in these things now. It's like an automobile. They they're all com- you know computers that have wheels on them and grills now are the same thing. They're, right. They're grills with you know with computers running them. Um, uh, and that very and especially the younger generation, they love the fact that their phone can talk to these smart ovens or their phone can talk to these grills. I I haven't quite graduated there yet. <laughs> I'm not a big app guy. Um, but my deck is only two feet away, out off of my kitchen, so I don't feel like I need to sit in there and watch my phone. But right. it is a big, big piece of our industry, connected grilling. Um, and I think for the new folks, especially when you can pull a recipe up and it's right there on your phone, then your phone tells you what the grill temperature is and your phone tells you what the meat temperature is. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, know? it is. Got a pretty ambitious goal for the next, you know, I'm still pretty motivated. 14 years in it, I think we still got a lot lot of runway left. Absolutely. You're not going to put ubiquitous on your letterhead, though, are you? No, sir. Okay. Just, the- you asked a question, I gave you an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was trying to think while you were saying that. I was trying to, how do I spell that? I, I mean, I knew how to spell it, but I was it was going through my head like, you, you, okay. Um, that's, that's pretty good. That's really pretty good. Brad is going to stick around for the after hours. So we're, we're very grateful for that. Um, That's the operative word there, JT. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I want to thank Kel Phelps, our buddy from uh, national barbecue news for being on the show today too. And Simon Majumdar is coming up in an hour too. My old buddy, Simon will be there. And so Simon at the world food championships, a hell of a nice guy. Please tell him I said hello. I will. I will. I talk to him uh, frequently and exchange emails. So I'm going to leave you with my thought of the day here, folks, really quickly. Um, And I know Brad can relate to this. Why do we leave cars worth thousands of dollars in the driveway and put all our useless junk in the garage? So there you go. That's my thought of the day for you, Uh, for everybody here at barbecue nation. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.